Back to school shopping is exciting, and most kids, well, some kids, love going to pick out what they will need for the year. We get it. We love going to Staples or Office Depot, too. We love picking out colorful sticky notes or fantastic gel pens with unusual colors. What we share in this episode may surprise you. We believe most school supplies are things your student doesn't need and just creates more objects for them to lose. Oftentimes, parents will load up their kids with school supplies in the hopes that they're making things easier for their kid. More stuff doesn't create organization. It creates chaos and burdens kids with having to organize a larger load. We give our clients limits and boundaries on school supplies. We have opinions on what binder is best, what notebooks we like, and why, and even what type of backpack to get. Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to episode 15 of Learn Smarter, the educational therapy podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. Today, we are going to talk about school supplies, what you need and what you absolutely don't need. In episode two, How to Calendar, we talk about how to teach your child to organize their time. This episode addresses how to organize their stuff and is also an ideal companion to the last two weeks episodes. Episode 13 and 14, Back to School, Part 1 and 2. If you haven't listened to those, be sure to go back and listen to how to prepare your child for the transition back to school. We've also created a freebie shopping list for this episode, and you can get that on our website, www.learnsmarterpodcast.com. We could have included all our thoughts and ideas on school supplies in Episodes 13 and 14, But we know that a lot of what we're going to say here is going to be new for a lot of parents. A huge part of our role as ed therapists is to help students organize their time, which we talk about in episode two, and how to organize their stuff, which is really what we're digging into in this episode. Just like we almost immediately introduce or enhance our clients' calendaring systems, we jump on their school supplies just as quickly. There's a general misunderstanding among students and parents that if you have more stuff, you'll be more prepared and ready for school. This is absolutely a false belief and a misconception. In reality, more stuff just creates more clutter, more opportunity for disorganization, and more opportunity for not having what you need when you need it. When I was a teacher, I'd ask the student to get something out, and they have the messy desks, and they can never find it, and then I just end up supplying it for them anyway. Right. Not all teachers are as awesome as that. (laughs) (laughs) They were little guys. Yeah. Limiting their school supplies brings up a lot of fear and anxiety in your child. But here are the top three responses from your child when we limit their school supplies and how we respond. The first is, I lose my pencils all the time, so what I really need is 25 pencils scattered around my backpack so I can always find one. (laughs) Amazing. The reality is we're not teaching anything by allowing 25 pencils scattered throughout all the millions of pockets in the backpack 
or in the binder or in those little cases that some of them have. By the way, the 25 pencils don't have lead in them. They're broken. There's There's no no eraser. (laughs) So really, they have 25 unusable pencils scattered about. (laughs) So helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. This one is my absolute favorite, and I cannot believe how common it is. This is what a student will say to us. People steal fill-in-the-blank, so I need to hide fill-in-the-blank. This just doesn't happen. There's not a pencil thief. There's no pencil bandit in your child's school. It is highly unlikely that someone is going into your backpack and stealing something from you. But I cannot tell you how many students have said this to me. For these students that give this response, this is what's happening. They can't find what they're looking for. And rather than take responsibility for losing something that's very likely hidden away in their backpack or locker in some nook or cranny, they would rather just say somebody stole it. Steph, would you agree? I do have an example of one very specific kid where... There were other kids in the classroom actually taking his pencils because they were the awesome pencils. But what I reminded him (laughs) of, because I had a conversation with his mom about it and they had talked to the teacher and all of that. But what I reminded him is, it's okay. Mom will get you more. Using the example of pencils, because that seems to be a major issue, we would rather them lose one and only carry one then have 25 that don't work and are impossible to find. Steph, would you agree? Well, yeah. And then a lot of them have pencil, like all the papers in the backpack have pencil marks all over them. And it ruins things that are just floating in the backpack, which is my big pet peeve. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just becomes a nuisance and a nightmare. So (laughs) three pencils, all you really need. Okay. So the other one is, (laughs) what if I run out? Okay, the fear of running out of anything is huge. Think about it. I have a fear of running out of water if I'm out all day. Oh, I have a fear of running out of toilet paper or not being able to find a bathroom. Yes, but I, for some reason, have this fear about water in my purse. Mm -hmm. And it's not logical because I can get more water. But for some reason, I'm always concerned about it. Mm -hmm. So think about what you have in your life that you have an irrational fear about. And think about (laughs) what your child is going through. And know that even though it's irrational, that it can be fixed. So I often say, okay... (laughs) Sometimes I've gone to the point where we have one extra hiding in a little pocket in a one specific notebook if that fear is so intense because I've had – I deal with a lot of anxiety Mm -hmm. with a lot of my students and I've done that before and that has calmed them. And eventually they realize they don't need it and we take it out. I would say don't defer to that. No, definitely don't. But there are exceptions to the rule. And I'm just throwing it out there for those of you that do have the exception to the rule. Because I don't want you to feel like we're saying this is a blanket. This is what works for everybody. But 99% of the time, this is going to work for your kid. They only need three pencils. Yep. When we have a client who has a fear of running out, I mean, Steph, we could really role play this right now with your fear of running out of water. Mm -hmm. We walk them through what would actually happen if they ran out. So Steph, what are some solutions for you if you run out of water? What can you do if you're out and about? If I'm out and about, I could stop and buy one. 
I think that's maybe happening more when I drive. I'm concerned. I can pull over and stop at a gas station, get more water. <laughs> Steph, let me remind you that this is a role play for the purpose of our podcast, not it. actually solving your water it. problem. I get it. I get it. I get it. No, so it's let's true. give let's model the role play. <laughs> Should we model the role play with something that doesn't like? I'm committed to this metaphor okay. now. Okay. And I feel like it's helping you. Okay. So. If you're driving, you could pull over and go to a gas station. Yeah. What else could you do? Could wait till I get wherever I'm going and get more water then. <laughs> like at a water fountain yes. or something? Uh, or uh-huh. ha- oh, yeah, have more water in my car. Have extra water in your car. Maybe fill up an extra big water bottle. Yep. Steph and I have different approaches on this. I have a massive 32-ounce water bottle because of this. Yeah, definitely not. She doesn't like carrying that much around, but yet she doesn't want to run out. So (laughs) there you go. (laughs) The truth is for our students is that if they are generally responsible and they do end up running out of something in their backpack, usually they have a friend or a reasonable human being around them that is likely to help them, especially if they're generally viewed as organized and responsible. This is a great moment for me to just jump in and say, we are meeting with our clients sometimes twice a week. And so we're constantly monitoring what's in their backpack. We're constantly checking in and going through and making sure they have enough of what they need. We'll talk about this later when we talk about paper, but that's a huge pet peeve of mine is when the whole ream of paper is in the notebook at the beginning of the year, especially for these little dudes. Like, too they don't heavy. Need that. Yeah. It's way too heavy for their body. So lots of students will respond to us when we talk to them about their school supplies and we really limit what they're allowed to carry every day and say to us, I need this. And there is a sense of urgency and this like panic that we're taking away something that they absolutely would need. So a great way to get out of this is an opportunity to work on executive functioning with your child. So if you haven't listened to episode five, which is executive functioning and why everybody is talking about it, be sure to go back and listen, but you can create a list of what your student actually needs, and you can even make it a math exercise by doing a budget and looking at prices online. So if your child is one of those kids that if you go into Staples and they just need everything and it's really hard to say no, then this is a good opportunity for you to use Amazon. (laughs) But if your child does it somewhat, we really encourage you to talk through what it is that they need before you go, which is why we're going to give you all of this so that you don't get into the trap of, but I need this. (laughs) Now that we've dealt with the emotional response of school supplies, here's the list of what you absolutely need and what you absolutely don't need. Number one, go ahead, Steph. The very first thing in school supplies is getting a calendar in place. And make sure you listen to episode two about how to calendar, of course. We reference that episode, I think, in every every episode. episode. (laughs) Yeah. The first thing is you need to decide if you're going to use paper or digital. If your student uses paper, then please get a planner that is meant for school. Sometimes some schools offer them and you can use that because some of them have holidays already printed up in there, which is a great start. Mm-hmm. Or there's certain ones that you can get online that are meant for it. But please do not get 
the calendars that have very little boxes for each day and there's no room for them to write assignments and homework and all of those things down. It really is counterintuitive. I know it seems weird, but there's no point in having that calendar if you can't actually use it. So it needs to be one that is very functional if you're going to use paper. On the digital aspect, you know we're big fans of Google Calendar. Oh, should we should we tell the people what happened to me oh, a yes, couple days tell ago? Tell the people. This is good, guys. I posted a status on Facebook. I'm not one to post my exciting thoughts on Facebook, but this was a momentous moment. So as you guys know, my fiance and I are getting married in like two and a half weeks. And we were at dinner and he was reminding me of a commitment that we have after the wedding. And I basically have a big blind spot. I just am like, we got to get to the wedding and get to our honeymoon, right? I'm making a mental list of everything that needs to happen in order for me to walk away from the business for three weeks. And not really concerned about after is what you're saying. I'm right. I'm not really concerned about something that's going to happen in September. But he reminded me of a commitment that we had. And I'm like, oh, I didn't have that on my calendar, which is highly unusual. And he goes, well, maybe you should listen to Learn Smarter and write it down on your calendar. <laughs> and which, you know. And I said, well, maybe we should finally have a joint Google calendar, which is something that I have been bringing up for years. But I don't know. He he does iCloud. And, you know, I you just have to let your partner do what they think is best. But whatever. And he looked at me and he said, okay, we can have a shared Google calendar. Can can we set it up so that I can see what you've put on it and you can see what I've put on it, which means he hasn't listened to episode two. And I was like, are you serious? So I posted a status that said, Adam just agreed to have a shared Google calendar with me. The future is now. And I tagged Steph in it, and Steph immediately was like, we have to talk about this the next time we record. (laughs) Today's the day. Today is the day. Let me just say, multiple people responded. Multiple people texted me on the side to tell me how much I would love it. I'm like, oh, I don't need you to tell me how much I'm going to love it. I know how much I'm going to love it. But it's just, you know, my relationship is moving forward, you guys. Thanks for the love. (laughs) Getting real. Uh Uh, Okay. The second thing you want to remember about school supplies is that you want to be appropriate for the age of your student. Most teachers in elementary and oftentimes middle school will tell you exactly what they want your child to use and to have. If your student's teachers don't give you a specific list of things that they want your child to have, then remember, less is more. We do not ever recommend having more than three of an item. We don't ever recommend having more than three of an item. So three pencils, three erasers, three different colored pens, etc. We have a little bit of a list of things not to get for your student. The first one is a big pet peeve of mine, but Steph, why don't you explain it? So here's what you don't need, and please don't get Unless your child's teacher makes you. One particular school uses these, and it makes me a little bit crazy. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Accordion folders. Stupid. Okay. They're not meant for filing papers for a student. They're bulky, they break easily, and they don't allow the student to see what they need, so they're constantly pulling everything out and have to put it all back in. It disrupts the natural flow of things. And then everything gets crumpled. They're horrible. 
And sometimes they put it in the wrong file and then... Forget it. It's lost to the abyss. It's not easy to use. That's, I think, our biggest objection is that if you want your child to be organized, it has to be easy. The child has to stand up in order to use it. They Their body isn't big enough to hold it open. It's just, it's, they're a nightmare and they're not conducive to the seamless organization that we really advocate for. And... It doesn't teach them for later on if you have a younger student. Right. Later on in life and keeping track of having an order or being able to put things in the three-ring binder or in certain situations, it just doesn't teach them what we want to teach them. Right. I mean, we have to change the strategy completely in middle school anyway, so let's not do an accordion folder if we can avoid it. All it does is stuff. Yep. If you have a child that loses things often, then our best suggestion is to not get them a lot of things. This means they don't need a bunch of binders. They definitely don't need a bunch of folders. Oftentimes, the cool thing to do is to get what everybody else is getting. And so getting one notebook for each class or a binder for each class. This works well for some students. But if your student is not one that is naturally organized and naturally responsible, and believe me, you would know if they are, then that is not the solution for your child in middle school and high school. Binders and folders with a lot of pockets. Horrible. Okay. There are binders that have a front pocket on the left that's like an envelope style pocket. That just becomes... (laughs) I can't stand those. They break... They break. That becomes the catch-all. So we don't want to give students an opportunity to have a catch-all of like they're rushing out of class. They're just going to throw it in there because it's fast. Let's not give them that chance. We're giving them an opportunity to have an abyss where they never see those papers again. So we're going to get into what kind of binder we do like, but we definitely want to mention to avoid a binder with a lot of folders and a lot of pockets. We're going to get specific. And one of the things that I learned from another professional, she had this great idea that she shared with me, Mm. is that she actually takes duct tape and covers... Stop. ...the pockets. That is genius. She works at a local middle school down in Redondo Beach, and she said that's what she does with her students. Who insist on that kind of binder. Yes. And so what she does is she duct tapes it closed. I should get some duct tape for my office. I'm not kidding. I'm going to order this duct tape. It's going to show up at your office in a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then what she does, and I've done this plenty of times with kids too, is I pick up the binder and I shake it. Oh, yeah. To see what comes out. Yeah. Because they'll go, oh, no, everything's in there. Everything's in there. It's where it's supposed to be. And then all the stuff falls out. Hilarious. Yeah. Use the duct tape. I love that. Okay, so now we've gone into what you shouldn't have, and let's talk about what you should have. So let's start big with the backpack. And as a reminder, we have created a shopping list for you. It is available, and it links directly to Amazon with a lot of these items because Steph and I are so specific. So be sure to go to learnsmarterpodcast.com to get that freebie if you're like out and about while listening to this episode. (laughs) Yeah, so the backpack. Very limited pockets is what we like. 
And what are we talking about? One big pocket and one small pocket is all you need. It's the old school Jan Sports that I had as a kid, basically. Yep. And just like you don't need a million and a half pencils, you don't need a million and a half pockets. <laughs> the more pockets, the greater opportunity to misplace things or lose them altogether. Let's remind our audience, we're actually trying to tell you, pick a cheaper option <laughs> yeah. of a backpack. You don't need a fancy backpack. Although, looking online, the Jansport old school model, ha- if you're concerned about a laptop, because let's say your student takes a laptop or a tablet with mm-hmm. them to school, the old school style now has a padded part for the laptop or the tablet. Boom. Done. Exactly. So here's the thing. How many times have you... Okay, ladies... Since a lot of you are women that are probably listening to us. And a few dudes, I'm sure. How many times have you used a purse one night and you've changed (laughs) purses and you left your driver's license or your credit card or you left lipstick or you left something in that purse in that little pocket? And it's a little pocket in the back. (laughs) Yes. And it's just gone. And you don't know where it is. How long are you looking through your purse is looking for it. And then oh, it's, it's not until the next time you use that purse again. You're like, oh, this is where it was. Oh, yeah, exactly. Or you look at all your purses and it's not until the third round of looking in your purses that you actually see it, even though you've looked in that exact purse, right? Mm-hmm. So think about this in terms of a backpack. It's going to go in the black hole. It's going to go in a little pocket and they won't remember that they needed you to sign a permission slip or Mm -hmm. that they needed to do test corrections Mm -hmm. or they needed to do anything if they've stuck it in all of these pockets. That they don't check. Yes. When we first start off with a client, I think it's one of the first things we do in addition to the calendars, we go through their backpack and our clients sit there flabbergasted when we actually take the time to go through it and they're always like... I thought I lost that. Or I had to ask the teacher for another copy of that assignment because I couldn't find it. Or I thought someone stole that from me. And by the way, why is it easier to believe someone stole from you rather than you misplaced it? That's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> but we we want to give students as little opportunity as possible to actually lose things. And so it's the same idea of there can only be one possibility of where it lives. Right, Steph? Yeah, one possibility. Everything in the same place. Okay. Let's dig into the binder and the notebook. Mm -hmm. We've made it very clear that we do not like that extra pocket for no reason on the left inside side of the binder. Mm -hmm. I prefer a big binder. What I'm talking about is one and a half to two inches with individual dividers with a po- the d- now the dividers I'm specific on the dividers need to have a pocket in the front and a pocket on in the back for each class. This way, if papers are handed out, a student actually doesn't have to three hole punch because I promise you they are not three hole punching things. So that back pocket of the binder becomes where you put papers that have been handed out to the class, and that front pocket is for homework that needs to get turned in. I do like having the three-hole punch available. and I have it in, available in my office. And I sit there and I actually might spend a couple of minutes hole punching a few mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and organizing it. And mm-hmm. then... 
you know, if it's great if you do sit down with your student, if they're not one to do it on their own and you'd hole punch or need to file things yourself and you're doing it right alongside your student. You're not doing right. it for them. You're doing your own. So if you can, if there is time, great. But if not, that's the other great alternative is having the pocket on the backside. This is something that I talked about in episode 11 called Math is a Four-Letter Word. I talk about how there needs to be a separate notebook for math and which kind of notebook. And that, again, is on our shopping list. And just to repeat myself here, it needs to have one pocket. It needs to be graphing paper where an inch is four squares for a square inch, not five squares for a square inch. Because I'm so specific, we've linked to that in our shopping list. So be sure to go back and go to our website and check out that shopping list. Steph, the next thing is something you introduced me to. All my students are about it now. When we were writing this episode, this is when you told me about these. Yes, pencils. Okay, so I really like the Papermate 1.3 millimeter pencils. They're really thick and they're almost like in a triangle shape. Yeah. So they're really easy to grip for students that struggle with handwriting. And the great news is they're also number two. How many times do you remember having to go, make sure it's a number two pencil when you're mm-hmm. taking a test or something, but they're number two mechanical pencils. Another tip, and we've linked it, um, they come in great fun colors. The kids love them. I love them. Only thing that I've learned, I have a couple of kids that pull the erasers out as a just fidget. And if you pull the erasers out too many times, they don't hold their shape anymore, and then they fall out. Ah. So that's the only drawback to those. But the other thing that I want to mention about pencils, and I've mentioned it before, but I'm just throwing it out there, is that when your student is using a planner, make sure that they're using pencil and not pen so that they don't have to cross it out and it takes up valuable space because things always change. So please use a pencil. The next thing your child may need is an age-appropriate calculator. We don't have a lot of opinions on that, but we have linked it. So we just wanted to remind you about something that your child needs. And by the way, we like calculators. We don't necessarily believe all students need to have everything memorized mentally for mental math. Agreed. Yep. We use our calculators on our phone all the time. We use Siri all the time. So we keep that in mind with our clients. The next thing is whiteout. And the truth is, you don't necessarily really need it. Right. Most kids scratch it out, don't use it, it becomes a mess. Don't have the patience to wait for it to dry. And so they write over it and it doesn't work anyway and it just becomes a nuisance. That's why I'm really big about pencils. Mm-hmm. But we we link to it in the school supplies because there is, if you're going to have whiteout, we, this is not one of those things that you need three of. In the backpack, for sure, no more than one, if that. And all these supplies that we're talking about should all be in that front little pocket of the backpack. Don't you agree, Steph? Yeah, unless your student goes to a school where they don't take the backpack around and that because the school won't let them. I have several of those. In that case, you have one binder and you have the little pocket in the the little bag in the front where you they can fit everything Mm -hmm. or some kids have a little pencil case that they carry around i'm not you're you're sitting there people can't see you steph and i record in separate (laughs) locations but we can see each other steph just rolled her eyes when she said the little pencil (laughs) yeah it's not my favorite (laughs) no 
Not into it. It's an it's an extra thing that they have to carry around. It it is. But I do get if I'm thinking about to my seventh grade self, mm-hmm. it was a sense of identity because we didn't take okay. around our backpacks very much. So, and I wore uniforms. So it was something that individuated you. Yes. So it was important, like, what kind of pencil box you had. And that was when Hello Kitty was really big. So (laughs) I get it. I get it to some extent. I really do. (laughs) That being said, let's avoid it if we can. (laughs) Let's dig into paper. Paper. And this was something that I mentioned earlier in the episode, but I cannot tell you how many students start off the year with two full reams or sometimes three of paper that they are schlepping around all day. I will tell you, after we work with a student, their backpacks are lighter. And that's something that Steph and I take really seriously. We don't like them carrying around a lot of weight on their bodies. This is one of those things that causes anxiety because of that fear of running out of paper, which again is irrational, but we can problem solve it by saying, usually a friend will give you a sheet of paper. I'm going to be seeing you twice a week. So believe me, I'm making sure that you have enough paper and we're checking your supplies every week to make sure all pencils are filled and you have enough paper in all your sections and your binder. But I want to get really specific. So in each individual binder... Really, truly, you don't need more than 15 to 20 pages. Steph and I both like college-ruled paper as young as the student can tolerate it. And I wrote down in our our Google Doc notes, please don't put five inches of paper in their binder. I think I've made that clear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if they can't do the college-ruled, then the wide-ruled. Yep. But as soon as they can transition, even before they're in middle school, as soon as you can transition your student over into college-ruled, we both recommend it. I regularly take paper that is no longer needed out of the binder and we regularly fill it with new paper. Highlighters. All you need are pink, yellow, and green. We like those three colors, but truly you could get away with any three colors stuff. Would you agree? Yeah, you can get any three colors, but those are the three most common that are sold together. Right. Three. No more than three. Their point is three. We've also linked post-its and post-it flags. These are not things that need to go into the backpack necessarily, but it's a good idea to have one or two of these at home. And different colored pens or pencils, no more than three. So this is something I encounter a lot with my students. They are carrying around, I am not kidding, 30 different colored pencils. These are for kids sometimes even in middle school because the teacher like a science teacher has asked for colored pencils. You guys, 30 different pencils is ridiculous. They do not need it. It is heavy. Half the pencils need to be sharpened by like a traditional old school sharpener that I don't even have in the office. Please don't let them carry that around all day, every day for no reason. Three seems sufficient. Yeah. If they ever need four, a friend will have a fourth. Exactly. Exactly. Or the teacher might. Let's review what goes in the backpack. A binder with limited paper, three pencils, calculator that's age appropriate if they need it, they might not, three different colored pens, blue, black, or red, or three colored pencils. If they need it, they might not. A lunchbox and water bottle, and a planner if they have a paper one, or if they have a tablet or laptop and they need it for school. 
So that is one, two, three, four, five, six, and then seven if you do a separate notebook for math. That is it. There is no need for a big, wild, and crazy backpack. Old school Jansport. Be sure to join our email list to get the freebie for this episode where we tell you exactly which school supplies we like best. Next week, we'll be releasing episode 16 titled, Why Does Your Backpack Look Like That? (laughs) We know you've asked this question of your student, and believe us, we've found some very interesting and super gnarly things in the backpacks of our clients. Like straight up crazy bizarre (laughs) Next week, we're going to be talking about the joys of a backpack. We look forward to seeing you all next week. See you next week.